This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio, a show that connects home buyers, home sellers, and home owners to some of the best small businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with a home eating heating expert about getting your gas and electric heater inspected before the cold winter gets here. It's always better to do that before the cold winter. Folks, I'm going to say it one more time. Do it before the cold weather gets here and you have to start using that heating. Uh, We're going to talk with a real estate expert who helps military families find amazing homes, even if they can't tour the home in person. And we're going to talk with an expert locksmith about things to look for when hiring a locksmith. In studio with us today is Tone Gonzalez, the owner of Toned Homes. Tone, welcome back to the show. Hey, Mark. Good to see you. You're busy these days with the uh, the Home and Garden Show thing. You're setting up for that, right? Yes, sir. Home and Garden Show starting tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, yeah. At the Alamo Dome. I'm going to try and make it. We'll see. So somebody, not you, but somebody gave me free tickets to go over there. <laughs> so, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. we got people coming from out of town. But I'll be there in spirit. Hey, all right. So we'll have take a good it. time. Make lots of sales. Also in the studio with us today is Carl Silva, a broker with the Silver Property Group. Carl, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again, Mark. I always enjoy it. Good to see you, man. And we have Stephen Priest, a first-time guest and expert locksmith with Priest Lock and Key. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. Now, I, I'm sensing a connection between Stephen Priest and Priest Lock and Key. Is that a family business? Yeah, it is. All right, it awesome. started by my dad. All right, cool. Oh, well. Did you have a choice on whether or not to get involved? Yeah, I tried not to. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I, I just always said I would never do it and then uh, kind of fell into it while I was in college. So uh, it's kind of taken off since then. So Awesome. Well, I'm sure your dad's happy about that. Sure. Quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. Also on our website is a list of recurring guests. Now, if you have a guest, a guest that is speaking on the show and are a regular then, uh, and you missed their contact information, just head over to Homebuyer Talk Radio and take a look and find their contact information there. Now, this show reaches thousands of listeners here in the greater San Antonio area and tens of thousands more on social media across Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where you can find short video clips and, of course, you get the long version of it as well. Um, it's kind of nice. I like watching the videos of it myself. Uh, that's probably what I would be doing. Um, so go to homebuyertalkradio.com. You can click on any of the social media links and go where your heart desires to check out the show. All right. Tone, so I know you've got a lot going on, but so you're the owner of Tone Homes. You have licenses and certifications in a lot of different areas, but when it comes to yes, the heating, you know, the gas and electric type yes. stuff, what's your specialty there? What's your license? So I'm a master HVAC license holder through the state of Texas. Okay. So I'm licensed for everything having to do with heating, electrical, ventilation, and then I've got plus certifications for like mold remediation, mold identification, air quality, and Lots of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to the home, you're kind of the go-to guy over there. So winter is coming up, and uh, it's here. Yeah, it it's is. already 76 degrees in Texas, oh, man. That's not winter. That's, that's like that's freezing. A beautiful fall. That's what that is. <laughs> uh, so uh, I was a cop for a long time here in San Antonio, and uh, every every winter, huh? the fire department is going crazy, right? There's the, right, and of course we'd have to go do you know traffic control stuff like that for uh, for the fires, but it's like. People aren't prepping properly for these types of situations, mm-hmm. and things can go bad quickly. So, when it comes to servicing your gas and electric heater, mm-hmm. what are some what are some basic tips and insight that people need to be aware of so that they'll actually take uh, those steps to get them done? Well, first of all, it's important to get your heater inspected, like you said, before it's going to be in use. I I prefer to see your heater not start up at all, and us be able to be the first people to start the heater up. That's ideal situation. 
so that there, if there is a gas leak or carbon dioxide leak, you know, we're, we catch it before it's even a factor. That's the preferred way. Um, a lot of times people, I mean, just time alone doesn't always allow us to do it on that schedule. Sometimes we're still checking heaters in January. Sure. You know, so people are using them. Um, and there are dangerous situations that are potentially there. And it just hasn't happened yet. So that's what happens the majority of the time is people will start their heaters up. And since the house doesn't immediately catch fire and nobody immediately dies, then they think it's okay. Yeah, should be good. Should be fine. No problems. <laughs> but yeah. there might be a funny smell, right? I mean. With gas, yes. But a lot of heaters and furnaces are in the attic. And small leaks, um, you won't always smell. When you have a major gas leak, it, it'll run you out of a house. It's so stinky. Right. You know, gas on its own isn't really smelly, but the uh, the um, utility companies add an odor to it. So that's why it smells like rotten eggs and, oh, okay. and gas. So that's it's to make you know that there are there's a gas leak. Uh, by the time you smell the gas leak, though, you're usually in a real dangerous situation. Okay. So a lot of times you'll have a tiny little gas leak that I can detect with a sniffer, and if I put my nose right on the connection, I can smell. Um, but other than that, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it. Carbon monoxide obviously is odorless. Well, not obviously. Maybe people don't know this, but you can't smell carbon monoxide at all. There's two kinds of problems that come up with carbon monoxide, two general problems. One is carbon monoxide death, which means you go to sleep, you're running an air conditioning, I mean, heating system, it cracks inside or the problem in the heater circulates a large amount of volume carbon monoxide to the entire home and nobody wakes up. That's oh, wow. the bad one. That's bad. I mean, that's the worst. Then almost equally as bad is carbon monoxide poisoning, which is a lower level of exposure to carbon monoxide. Sometimes it can go months. I mean, I, we've been to homes where people have had carbon monoxide exposure for many, many seven months, eight months, nine months, a year, two years, and they've been experiencing health problems that were unidentified due to this exposure. You'll see fingernails be purple. You know, now everybody's going to look at their fingernails, but you have purple fingernails, um, bloodshot eyes, different things that you really don't know where the source of that illness is. Stomach aches, a lot of times headaches, a lot of times... And it's just a tiny little bit of carbon monoxide being mixed in with your air all the time. And there, a lot of times it goes on a lot longer than, than uh, it has to or, or people just – and it, it's, it's as simple as like right now uh, having us come out and for forty nine ninety five figure it out. You know what I mean? It could be that simple. So when you said sniffer earlier. Yeah. So were you talking about your nose or is this a – is there what, – what There's a of, machine that okay. – there's a mechanical uh, apparatus that, that basically we call it a sniffer but it's a detector – it's a carbon monoxide detector okay. that has a little fan in it that draws in air samples, and it will uh, alert if there is a detection of carbon monoxide in the air. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when people are, how often should they get their he- heating unit checked? Heater and, inspections and once a year, as again, preferred before you start it up the first time. Uh, there's very few, people are familiar with pilot lights, like everybody's heard the term pilot lights, right? Sure. Um, pilot lights and furnaces haven't been being used for more than 20 years. So if you have a pilot light on your furnace, it should be replaced. It's that simple. If you've got a pilot light in your heater, it's way too old because we haven't used them for 20 years. So that's number one. But but even a 30-year-old unit could be safe, especially in Texas, because we don't use them that much. So sometimes your heaters can go on a really long time. If you're trying to be ultra frugal or if you're going to have a rental property, a lot of people won't replace their heaters. They'll replace the entire air conditioning portion but not the heating. Now... If you have a rental property and you're trying to be a cheapskate, 
which is all of us that have rental properties, right? We're always trying to save as much money as we can. That's an area you don't want to save on. Make sure that you get all your rental properties inspected for uh, gas heater safety and electric heating safety because you're responsible for those people and their lives in that house as a as a landlord, and that's sure. something that you can be 49 held. 49 bucks, right? Right. Right now it is, yeah. seventy nine ninety five is our normal. I know a lot of our competitors are up over the $100 mark since this inflation's kicked in. But right now, preseason, early um Everybody's going to have a special. Ours is forty nine ninety five. I think we're the cheapest in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thorough, right? I mean, yes. Well, no. I mean, not super thorough because for forty nine ninety five, we're just going out there to make sure you're not going to die and your unit's going to run for the for the winter. So, if you're going to inspect the actual all of the, the if we're going to go full component, and yeah. inspect the whole entire system, we're looking at like seventy nine ninety five. It's not much more. Okay. So. But but again, you know, the most important portion is getting the carbon monoxide gas checked on gas heaters. Now, electric has its own set of, of um, worries. Yeah. So if you have an all-electric home and an all-electric system, you know, electric wiring and electric connections that aren't properly done, a loose connection can cause the same kind of fire that a gas leak can cause. You know, it won't explode the house, but it can cause the same kind of fire. Matter of fact, this week we had an electrical fire in an outdoor heat, heat pump unit because the customer, before we came to do the heat inspection, just wanted to see if it worked. So that they would know if it worked and that if we turned if we messed it up, well, guess what? There was a bad wire in it and uh, it caught fire. Eight feet tall, firefighters, fire department Yikes. was there. Outside unit, luckily the house was brick, it didn't hurt the house. But that's that situation. It didn't know it doesn't always go that nice. Well, that's scary too. You get a little yeah. bit of PTSD every time you go to start your, your heating yeah. unit up, you know what I mean? Especially if it sometimes ours ours electric and sometimes it smells a little funny in the house sometimes we're like not like gas or anything like that, right? But but it just smells a little off, like it's burning off the dust or something, so it freaks us out a little bit. All right, Tone, if people want to get in touch with you and get this inspection done, how do they do that? Two one oh seven eight one two five eight one. You can call me or text me two one oh seven eight one two five eight one. Of course, tonedhomes.com, T-O-N-E-D-H-O-M-E-S.com. You can schedule all kinds of stuff through their free estimates for our remodeling side, and then our air conditioning stuff is all on there as well. Love it. All right, thanks. I appreciate it. Go out there and crush it at the uh, Home and Garden Show. Yeah, we can do it. All right, next up on the show is Carl Silva, a real estate broker with the Silver Property Group. Carl, welcome back to the show. Thanks again, Mark. So it's getting into that military PCS season. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. so uh, when it comes to... Or it's not just military, but it's also anybody relocating, and there's plenty of those relocating to San Antonio area. There's some pretty cool things that you guys do, but let's kind of focus on the military side of things. So how are you helping you know, military families? Give me an idea of what you guys are doing when you're working with them. Yeah, well, like you said, it's, just, it's really everybody who's moving, relocating to a different city. Uh, so for us, San Antonio's Military USA. And so a big part of our business is working with military clients. And every single year there's a PCS season around November. And there's people moving in and out, buyers, sellers moving in and out of San Antonio and many other markets. And they need to know what options are available to them, uh, what opportunities are available to them as far as the VA loan programs and any other opportunities they have to save money because of the cost of moving and because of them having to up their up uproot their family and, and relocate. Uh, most people know, especially military, know about the VA loan program because that's taught to them as part of yeah. the benefits. Uh, but a few options that people don't typically know about, uh, for instance, the Texas uh, Texas VET program, specifically for Texas residents who are active or prior duty. Um, and you can get land loans up to 150000 It's uh, The interest rates are below market interest rates like every other VA loan opportunity. 
And uh, you, you can pay that back over a 20-year period or a 10-year period. just depends on what, what plan you want to go with. Um, and that's just specifically for Texas, Texas residents. And um, you can also buy a new home if it's not your primary residence that you've gotten your VA benefits with. You can still purchase another home and get those Texas VA benefits. Uh, you can pay a, a cap of 5% down instead of 20% down on an investment property. Uh, three this to five, is something three I didn't percent. know, by the way. I, it's I the had VLB. no idea yeah. that you VLB. Could get yeah. That's the one we talked yeah. about the Veterans other day. Land Board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so there's opportunities to buy land, too. Um, and again, the mortgage rates are below market value. Uh, the third option that a lot of people don't know about is a renovation loan. So if you already have your primary residence, you've got some equity in your home, you need to make some upgrades to it. Maybe you want to sell it. Maybe it's just time for your family to have a nicer home. You can get up to $50,000 as a vet for very little money down. You can do that over a 20 year period. Um, and that can either be uh, grants or it can be a three year deferred loan. So you don't have to worry about that right away. So those are just a few benefits available to VA buyers that a lot of VA buyers don't come to us knowing or having knowledge of. And a lot of agents aren't recommending these types of loan programs because they're just so focused on the top three, conventional FHA and VA. Sure. So there's, there's always more opportunities. So just find someone who's going to do that research for you or at least has that knowledge to help you understand what those opportunities are because a regular VA loan might not be the best thing for you. Right, right. And, of course, interest rates we were talking about earlier is, uh, you know, with the – Interest rates where they're at, VA loans typically will have a little bit better interest rate. Always, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they'll always have the better than market rates for your loans. So you can usually get the loan a little bit easier because of the service, and then you also get a little bit better interest rate too. Yep. And then of course, and no down payment. Yeah. And if you're disabled, it's even lower. The yeah. rate's even lower. So on the VLB uh, home remodeling program. Vets get one rate, which is lower than market value. But if you're over 30% disability, you get even lower rates. And that's why, you know, Carl, having an expert, somebody who deals regularly in that world and knows about these programs is so valuable because someone, I'm a veteran, right? I may not know what these programs are, and I'm kind of dependent on you to get me the best value all throughout the process. For example, if you don't know about the Texas land loan, you're going to go get a loan with a conventional and you're going to pay 20% down, and you could have paid five. Yeah, no, I'm going to be upset when I find, about that, hmm. find out yep. about that later. Yep. All right, so when folks are out of town, they can't visit the home, how are you helping military folks with you know, finding the home outside of the financing options that are available right. to them? Well, we're a video-focused team, um, which is just part of the times that we're in. And um, so we offer virtual tours basically to any clients who are relocating to or from San Antonio, uh, but especially for our prior and active duty service members who are who are relocating, all of our videos are 4K. Uh, they go into great detail about the property, showcasing all of the physical structures of it, uh, as well as rooms and sizes and finishes. Um, we offer factual information about the home, just given from research and data that's available online as far as the history of the home, uh, as well as just professional opinions about the structural state of the home, things you might want to be concerned about. Hey, the HVAC looks bad. You might want to get this looked at, um, stuff like that. Um, for for anyone who's not military or for who anyone who's just relocating, maybe they're not really relocating to San Antonio, they're moving to a different city. Because we're so video-focused, we try to keep a very tight network of other video-focused agents and teams around the country because our clients just always need help other places. So if you want to have that virtual tour experience with someone else in another market, uh, you, you can still reach out to us and let us know, hey, where are you moving? Let me find someone who can actually help you out, who who 
has quality video and, and quality uh, services like we provide here locally. Um, the last point on that is uh, not just for people not moving to San Antonio, but also if uh, you're not buying, you're selling your home. You also want a video-focused agent to sell your home as well because in today's market, you have to be able to advertise and market your property with video, with some kind of uh, content that will go on social medias and all of the digital platforms. Um, so if whoever you're working with isn't video-focused, you're losing out a lot on a lot of marketing opportunities. Does the feel of the home, is it conveying well on video these days? Yeah, I feel like it does as far as the feedback that we get, especially going through it the way that we go through it very slowly, uh, it being in 4K. It's so much better than even walking through in person because now you can watch it in high quality. You can pause it. You can slow it down. You can go back. You can start looking at very detailed things, whereas mm-hmm. when you're walking through a home, uh, it's just so overwhelming as a buyer. All you're looking at is like, okay, how does it feel? Okay, do I like the kitchen? Can I feel myself working in this space? Would I enjoy spending a room in, in uh, a day in my master bedroom? Things like that. You're not looking at all the things that, that you should really be considering as a responsible home buyer. Um, so the videos do showcase all of those things in great detail. Are your videos are they pre-recorded or do you actually do or do you do walkthroughs with people live too? It's 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 client preference, but typically we encourage people to do uh, pre-recorded. Okay. Because when you go live, you'd have no idea what the connection is going to be like on either side. That's true. Um, you don't know what kind of buffering is going to happen and if they're going to actually catch everything that you're showing them. And most importantly, to the last point. They don't have a chance to rewatch it. They don't have a chance to go back, to explore a little bit more, to examine certain things they had questions about, whether or not there were fans in the rooms or not. A lot of times you won't remember those yeah, things. Yeah, very good So point. just recording them, high quality, putting them up online, easily accessible for them to see anytime, anywhere. That's the best way to do it. But, but again, if the client really wants to be on the phone looking at the property with us, we'll do that. And if, if nothing else, then in conjunction with after we get off the phone, we'll just create our own recording so you can have that. Right, and you guys have uh, in-house closing cost assistance for veterans as yeah, well. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, just briefly, tell me about that. Sure, um, it's 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 for uh, prior and active duty service members, um, and additionally, we offer it for educators and first responders as well. But for uh, our military clients, we offer uh, closing cost assistance. Uh, so, if you're getting no down payment, then that's great. If you're getting a lower mortgage interest rate, that's great. But now you still have to pay for closing costs. Uh. And uh, so, so, what we offer within our program. Our clients can can save up to four thousand five hundred dollars on their closing costs, according to our program. So, if anyone does have questions about what they might qualify for, it's really just based off the value of the home you're purchasing. And so, you know, we can work together on what you are qualified for, what kind of home you're going to be purchasing, and then before moving forward, let you know, hey, how much money can we save you off your closing costs? Love that. And does that sound appropriate for you, given the services that we'll be offering? Love that. Yeah. All right, Carl. If folks want to get in touch with you. How do they do that? Uh, always just call or text two one zero three three zero nine six five four, or you can find us on almost every social media at civilpropertygroup.com dot com or at Civil Property Group. Yeah. Thank you very much, Carl. Appreciate Thanks, that. Always good to see you. All right. Next up on the show is Stephen Priest, an expert locksmith with Priest Lock and Key. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you again. Good to be here. Good to have you here. So, uh, how long have you been a locksmith? So I've been going on it about 18 years now, since about 2004. Okay, and, and you, your your dad started the company. How long yeah. was he? How long has he been doing that? He did it back in the uh, I guess mid to late 80s. Okay, and uh, so he he did that for himself for a good while, and then he went to uh, work for the Northeast Independent School District, and uh, kind of stopped doing it for himself. Kind of in 2004, when you had to be licensed, he figured he wasn't doing enough, so he kind of just let let it go, 
And then back in 2009, we started where I would came back to town and, and uh, started going with him and, and myself. So. All right, so a lot of experience going on there. Yeah. Um, so you guys do... You're a mobile locksmithing company, correct? I mean, so you. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to go out everywhere. You got to. Yeah, like today, I know I'm. He's actually in Uvalde today, and I'm going to Kerrville after this. So, <laughs> we what, go. We go a good good majority of wherever we're, we're called to go. What's your biggest uh, request? Um, besides like home rekeys, we do a lot of uh, uh, businesses, um, just rekeying repairs, um, and it it could be, you know, just just a real simple fix as far as like the door's not uh, closing real good or the, the lock's not latching all the way and so we'll, we'll end up going out there and just kind of uh, simply adjusting a latch or a, or a strike plate so that way the door will latch or lock correctly. What about people being locked out of their cars? You get a lot of those or no? We do get a lot of that. Uh, here lately it's been a little tougher to service and, and take care of that just because a lot of times we're sitting at a, a house or residence for a good good majority of the time and so sometimes if, if we're not available real quick Sometimes people will pass that up just because right. I've got a longer wait than than normal. But we can get you in touch with somebody who who can help you if, if you call and um, we can't get to you right away. So, all right. Well, let's talk about probably what I think is probably one of the biggest questions when it comes to the locksmithing industry, and that is uh, customer trust. This trust factor of can I trust who's coming out there and either putting in a lock or you know rekeying or doing something like that. So within uh, within your industry, I know there's going to be checks and balances, but what's the, really the best way for a person to figure out whether or not a locksmith com- uh, company is trustworthy or not? Sure. I mean, I think there's several things to look for when doing that. Uh, one of probably the easiest ways is is getting onto like the, the uh, it's called TOPS. It's a Texas DPS website, and uh, you can actually check if you're, the company you're hiring is licensed through them, which they go through, uh, I guess, a kind of a, a vetted process of being background checked and then... Uh, um, fingerprinted, um, just little things that, that, uh, will, I guess, in a sense, make sure that you're, you're hiring a correct or a professional in a sense to, um, um, come out and, and do the work for your house. Right. So business. criminal background checks done, fingerprinting. Correct. And then of course, um, you know, oversight from the company is going to be important too. You guys drug test and stuff like that as well, right? That is correct. Yes. Right. Um, uh, as, as required by, by, uh, Texas DPS. Right. Right. And then I, I like the I, reviews. I'm kind of big about reviews. You know, I think mm-hmm. everybody is these days. They're going to check Yelp and Google and things like that to kind of see what's the customer experience and how that goes. Uh, I think those are all valid ways. Um, and then you mentioned something we were talking about uh, as far as the trust factor is how, having the customer on site while you're doing the work. Tell me about that. Sure. So as far as us uh, having people on site, um, we like that because it kind of removes the liability for us to have that kind of interaction of, well, you you did this while I wasn't there kind of thing. So that just kind of removes that uh, situation. Uh, we do go into a lot of vacant properties that, uh, we, you know, there's nobody there, nothing's in the house, and, and uh, so that kind of also helps out. But typically we like to have the customers there on site, and, and that way we can fully address their their uh, problems or, or needs and then also at the same time remove that liability and, and not have to worry about, well, did you do this or did you not do that or that, that type of uh, situation can arise easier than um, – just avoiding it at all possible. Now, in, within every industry, you're going to have you know people that are you know scamming the customers on some level. I mean, that's it, what I was going to ask. Are, are like you have a license, right? Yes. So, so, are there unlicensed people that are advertising on Craigslist and Facebook and this kind of stuff, like there are in the air conditioning industry per se, or yeah, real estate and, agents? You know, unlicensed <laughs> people doing that. 
Yeah, there there are. Of course, uh, so in Texas, you're licensed. Uh, you don't have to be licensed to actually unlock vehicles. So there's a lot of unlicensed guys, you know, running around unlocking vehicles. And not a big deal. Um, but, yeah, as far as actually creating and doing locksmith work, as far as keys and stuff like that, you do have to be licensed. But, again, just going through that little uh, uh, check and balance of, of through the DPS website, you can kind of alleviate a little bit of that and, mm-hmm. and uh, find somebody who's reputable, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when it comes to, like, I'm – a bit of a DIY guy, but I can get myself in hot water. Just ask my wife. You know, I can get myself upside down pretty quick. But uh, what would be a couple of advantages, maybe, of uh, situations where they would hire, should hire, maybe a locksmith <laughs> as opposed to doing it ourselves? It- yeah. So I was uh, talking to a, a, a lady here before I even came in the studio, but uh, um, uh, she was trying to replace the lock, and I, I had her send me a couple of pictures and stuff. But she, she was like, "I'm persistent on. Can you come out and just fix it?" And she ended up getting it, but. Um, just as simple as removing and, and replacing a deadbolt can sometimes trick you because there are a little bit of things that, that uh, you kind of need to know to, to make it work correctly so that way it's operating and, and secures you. But, but uh, um, just removing four screws can sometimes be tricky. <laughs> so, right. Um, like I, I said, I've struggled as, with that myself, trying to figure out how, getting it to line up properly with the door jam. Yeah, between little uh, makes and models and brands, sometimes they don't always yeah. go in the hole is correct. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes just doing it on a day-to-day basis does make it that much easier for us versus somebody who just doesn't uh, have that experience or, or doesn't know exactly what to look for. Sure. And uh, and, and also, <clears throat> like, if they're going to be putting it on an expensive door, right? I mean, because doors can get pretty expensive. That is correct. Um, I, I don't know an average cost on a door, but I— $3,000 for a front door. Yeah, I, I, w- I would imagine so. <laughs> For a wood front door, a fiberglass uh, painted front door, which is what you use mostly now, you can pretty much budget. If you're not going to buy one at Home Depot and you're going to buy it at a door company anywhere, it's three grand for a single, five grand for a double. I mean, it's expensive. So yeah. getting that done right yeah. would be important. And then, too, like I, I've replaced one door that one of my guys messed up, uh, but that was on me and not the customer. So, again, that was you know something that uh, – you don't have to worry about because we'll take care of that issue. That's so. key. I love it. <clears throat> That's key. All right, Stephen. So if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Sure. It's uh, You reach us at 210-647-4734. That's our main line. Uh, we do have a website if you want to look up more information, but it'd be a priestlockandkey.com. And that's just our business name. All right. Awesome. Love it. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Quick reminder, check out our podcast and video versions of the show anytime by visiting homebuyertalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us. Y'all have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks a lot, Mark.